Good morning, this is Bruce Thompson with another podcast. Today we're going to be looking at 2 Kings 2. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elisha went with Elijah to Gilgal. Now I'm not going to read all this whole thing here, but they went to several different places. And the sons of the prophet kept saying, do you know today's the day that they're going to take your Lord up? And he said, yes, I know. And, or Elijah asked Elisha, he said, what would you have me to do for you? And he said, I want a double portion of thy spirit. Second Kings 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and it parted them asunder. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind into heaven. There was a horses of fire, and there were chariots of fire. These were the distraction that Elijah had to overcome in order to see Elisha go and be taken up from him into heaven. Because Elisha went up in the whirlwind. Today, we are living in a time when there are distractions. And the distractions that I'm talking about are the face mask. The government has put upon the people because of a virus. Since when has God not had control over a virus? Since when has God not had the power over a virus, over a sickness? Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. All power. All power means power over a virus. But the church has backed down, has whimpered and bent whims of the government. This is not biblical. We are to stand for righteousness. We are to stand for the word of God. Elijah would not have seen Elisha go up if he wouldn't have been paying attention. We are missing one of the greatest revivals possibly of all time because we are letting Satan muzzle us with a mask. This all comes back to spiritual folks. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of this world, rulers of the darkness of this world. This was put upon us to silence the church. This virus, this whole thing is nothing but to silence the church. And we have allowed them to do it. Churches have closed down. Churches have have limited their congregations because of a six feet barrier. Where on earth is it written at any place in any medical journal that six feet distance between a person will stop the spread of a virus? Where is that documentation at? Where is this being a fact? It's not. This is all made up. How can a surgical mask that is made to protect you from spittle from the surgeon getting into an open cavity... How is that mask supposed to protect you from a virus? An N3 mask with a valve is made to protect you from small airborne particles. It would have a lot better chance of doing it. But they don't want you wearing N3 mask because the N3 mask, when you exhale, opens up. 
and anything that's in your lungs gets exhaled out through into the community. And they say, well, by doing this, you could spread the virus. Well, if I have on an in, if I have on a surgical mask, and if it's stopping anything, and I ha I breathe in, and I breathe in the virus into my lungs, and I breathe out, if it gets caught, some of it gets caught into that mask, then the next time I breathe in, obviously I'm sucking it back into my lungs, and I have a higher chance of catching the virus. What has happened to common sense? People no longer think for themselves. The church no longer thinks for itself. The church needs to wake up. This is put upon us to muzzle us. Elisha would have never received a double portion of Elijah's spirit if he would not have seen him leave. When, Elisha was, when Elijah was taken up, his mantle fell from him. The first thing that Elijah did, he picked up the mantle, he went back to the river Jordan that they had just crossed, and he took the mantle, and he said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And he smote the waters, and when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. He found where the Lord God Elijah was. Where is the Lord God Elijah today? Where is the churches that are standing up? Where is the churches that are standing on what they preached for the last 40 years? They have preached on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They've preached on Daniel. They preached in the Old Testament in Kings on how that God has saved Israel from different things from the kings, how he had wrought miracles of Gideon, how he had wrought miracles of Jehoshaphat and several other kings. When they were fighting against the enemy, God went and fought their battles for them. They preached all this. And then there came Corona, COVID-19. And COVID-19 is so powerful that God can't, God can't stand against COVID-19, evidently, because I don't hear any messages of COVID-19 except for the ones that saying, saying that so-and-so got COVID and he died. Where is it? Where is the church? Where is a church standing up in the power of God that they should be? Where, people? They have let you, they have, you have settled down, hunkered down. The first thing that happened was you let Satan come in and take your Bibles. And you say, well, I didn't let him take my Bibles. There's no Bibles been taken out of churches. No, they haven't been taken out. You gave them away. You've changed from the King James Version of the Bible to any other version that you can come up with. And when you look in the back of these things, they're all copywritten. You look in the back of the King James Version of the Bible, it's not copywritten. So if it's copywritten, it's a man's opinion. It's not the Word of God. It is a man's opinion. They've changed from the, from the end of the world to the end of the age. Well, that has two separate meanings, people. I'm not against going back to the original Greek and looking at different words in the Bible to help explain it and to help you understand it. But we also need to look at the English dictionary, the old English dictionary, to help us to understand the Word of God that was written during the time of King James. These, this this Bible was written, it was taken and written during the time of the Dark Ages. It was sanctified by God. It was ordained of God. It was ordained of God in Revelations when he said that he would destroy the spirit of the Antichrist, the Antichrist, by the sword of his mouth, which is the word of God. 
People, you need to look. You need to wake up. We need to understand. Jesus spoke in parables. Revelations is written in parables and in sign language. God very, very seldom ever spoke openly. As a matter of fact, it was always in shadows. That's why it says throughout the Bible in several different places, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. In Revelations, it says several times, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. When he spoke to the seven churches. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Who has an ear? It's people who know the word of God and rightly divide the scriptures and who God has revealed it to. This mask has done nothing but hinder the church and his work. Take the stupid mask off. We have a short window here also. I don't like getting political, but I'm going to get a little bit political. We have a short window here. The church had better be fasting and praying that President Trump is inaugurated in January. Because if this idiot and his witch are inaugurated, you're going to see things upon the United States you haven't seen before. And it ain't going to be good. Nothing is going to be good about it. Churches that prayed and wanted to see, wanted to see desolation, they may have the opportunity. Will that bring in revival? I highly doubt it. Because you're going to have to go underground in order to preach. Is that going to bring revival? When you can't be open, open about it? Wake up, people. Wake up. It is time to smell the coffee. And to look and see what's happening. The great tribulation that you're all looking for has came and went. And you slept through it. You didn't read the Bible. You didn't read history. You, you won't open your eyes to it. He that hath an ear, let him hear. And let him see. Jesus said to anoint your eyes with eye salve. That ye may be able to see. Out of the great reformation. Everybody that came out of that believed preached that the popes, the popes were the Antichrist. They were the little horn that was diverse from the rest. They were a kingdom, but they weren't a kingdom as all kingdoms were back in that, in that time. They weren't as the Roman Empire, but they were an empire. They spoke great things. Blasphemies. Sitting in the temple of God. Showing himself that he was God. Who else but the Pope has done this openly? The vicar, which is Christ's representative here on earth. There's no place in the Bible that Christ ever said he had a representative here on earth. That's Antichrist. You're looking for a man of sin, and the man of sin has been revealed. And he still sits in Rome. And he still sits in the temple of God. And Rome is not the temple of God. The temple of God is our bodies. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days I'll raise it up. He was talking about his temple, his body. Paul said, ye are the temple of God. Your bodies. That's why Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. Because in the Old Testament, they talked about this vessel being called the house of clay. But in my father's house are many mansions. 
You're going to have a glorified body. It's not going to be a house of clay anymore. It's going to be a mansion. You don't have a mansion inside of a house. Rightly divide the word of God. Look at what it says. Rightly divide the word of God. Preach what is true. Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. What is holiness? Holiness is truthfulness. Some of our churches have, have preached lies, especially to the women in the churches. You've told them that if they dress a certain way, if they have their hair a certain way, that that's holiness. That's not holiness. Holiness is a pure heart before God. Holiness comes from within and shines without. It's an attitude. It's a personality. It's a reflection of what's inside of you. It's the words that come out. Out of, out of the, the belly of a righteous man proceedeth blessings by his words. Out of the belly of an evil man is evil and there is no rest all the day long for him. Rightly divide the word of God. If you want your women to dress a certain way, then tell them you want them to dress a certain way. But don't lie to them and say it's, it's biblical and that it's holiness for them. It's not. Rightly divide the word of God. You cannot take little things that is wrong and you knowing that it's wrong and preach it as though it's true when you know that it's wrong and not expect to have foxes spoiling your vine. It's the little fox that spoils the vine. It's the little half-truths, the little sermons that you preach that isn't biblical, that you haven't studied, and you haven't rightly divided the Word of God. You're not a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, as Paul said, rightly dividing the Word of God. You are a workman that needs to be ashamed because you're preaching things that you've heard that isn't true. Study the Bible yourself. Read it. Understand it and let it flow forth from your belly, a river of living waters. Because this is biblical. This is what the Holy Ghost is. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. This is what the Holy Ghost is. When it flows through you in a sermon, when it flows through you and you know that it's the word of God proceeding from your lips, that it's the understanding that God wants to portray unto his people. There is a revival waiting people for the United States. There is a great revival happen. It's going to happen. And we need President Trump in office for this revival to take place. We need some fasting and some prayer warriors praying for this president. Praying that this evil is revealed. Praying against these spirits throughout the world. As the United States goes, so goes the world. So saith Ronald Reagan. It was true when he said it, and it's true today. There's no place you can hide when the United States falls. There's no place left. There's no other country. There's not a country out there that China and Russia couldn't roughshod over in a heartbeat. Save the United States. And you want to give it over to a witch and to an idiot. Don't congratulate them. Pray. Rebuke these spirits. And watch the mighty hand of God put the man, of, put the man he has chosen back into office. Watch the mighty hand of God as he moves in this post-election. 
Watch the mighty hand of God. Prophecy is given for one purpose and one purpose only, that when it is fulfilled, ye might believe. Read your Bibles. Read history. Open your eyes. Pray for understanding. And you will see the popes are the Antichrist. 666 that you're looking for, you're looking for that to be an actual number stamped in your hand and in your forehead. Why is it, why is it he said it was in your forehead and in your hand? In your forehead is for the works of God. In your hand is the works of the flesh. They controlled the people during the dark ages. There was no Bibles. It was only what they told them was, was right was right. Whatever they preached to them, that was their salvation. Whether it was right or wrong, that was their only salvation. The works of their hands, the 666 in their hands. Without that, they couldn't work. They couldn't earn a living. They couldn't buy or sell. In the same, in the same place in Revelation, he talks about the angel coming down and sealing the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Were they sealed in their heads? Because that's where he said he was going to seal them. was in their foreheads. You have to understand the Bible is written in a metaphor a lot of times. Don't look for literal things. 666 was the number of a man. It's the number of the Pope. He wears it on his head. He says he is the vicar of Christ. He, they have proclaimed they are the almighty God. On their head is three crowns. What does those three, three crowns represent? He is king on the earth. He is king in hell. He is king in heaven. There is no king in heaven other than Jesus Christ the righteous. There is no advocate with the Father other than Jesus Christ. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, says John. The water, the blood, these agree in that one. And the one is God. Behold, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Jimmy Waggert said, said in one of his books, one didn't mean one there. It meant trinity, a unity of one. No, it meant one. Uno is what he said didn't mean. Well, uno is, is Spanish for one. It meant one in whatever language you want to speak it. It meant one, one finger sticking up, one. Trinity, Trinity started at Babel, and it has come through every nation that God has defeated by the children of Israel in the Old Testament. All believe in three major deities, even though they, most of them believed in many, many more. The goddess Diana was always up there. The sun god was always up there. And did you know that Nimrod, his wife, after he was dead for a number of years, had a child. The child was fathered by Nimrod. Satan knew Jesus Christ was coming and he tried to, he tried to emulate it, to copy it. So this is what they taught, and this is what they preached throughout the ages. God never taught three. He only taught one. There's not a Father God, there's not a Son God, and there's not a Holy Spirit God. God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There is one.
We must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. There is no place in the Bible where anybody was ever baptized any other way except in the name of Jesus. It's not recorded. Speaking in tongues didn't stop on the day of Pentecost. Speaking in tongues started on the day of Pentecost. We speak in tongues. We speak in an unknown language. And when we speak in that unknown language, we speak directly to God. That's where we receive our power. When we speak in an unknown language, when we pray in an unknown language, when our bowels of a compassion tighten in our bodies and we groan in the spirit, it's when we make utterances in the spirit. It's when we tear down strongholds in the spirit. It's when we speak in tongues and we glorify God by speaking in tongues. That's when we tear down strongholds. That's when we move mountains. In the Old Testament, it says one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Do you realize what that is? That's a power of 10. That means three can put 100,000 to flight. Four can put a million to flight. Five can put 10 million to flight. Six can put 100 million to flight. Seven can put a billion to flight. Do you see how small of a number it takes to conquer the world? That's why 12 is all he needed. 12, he didn't need any more than 12. Because with 12, he could conquer anything. With 12, we can do anything. 12 people touching any one thing and agreeing. Agree. Agree together. Touch one thing. Here's one thing you can touch. In the name of Jesus, President Donald J. Trump will be the one who receives the oath of office in January. In Jesus' name. That's a simple little prayer, and that's a simple thing for you to believe in and agree in. Until we meet again in the next podcast, this is Bruce Thompson. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope God richly blesses you financially, but mostly spiritually. I hope he gives you all that you need, but not so much that it corrupts you. I hope he gives you enough, and you're not a pulper, that you have to beg and steal for your bread. Till we meet again, this is Bruce Thompson signing off. Thank you very, very much. Look forward to seeing you again in the next podcast.